Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Jeff Walker. And so I did that first launch, started building that audience, built the audience all through the second half of 96 and early 97, did my first launch, sort of did a lot of this stuff by accident. I didn't know what I was doing then. Just by instinct, it did $1,650 in sales. And everyone's got a different frame of reference on money, but that launch was by far the most important launch I've ever done. Because it proved to me that it could work. It proved that people would buy from me. It proved that I could I could create enough value in the world where someone would actually pull out a checkbook and, and give me money. And frankly, back then it was, they had to send me a check because I couldn't take out my payments. Hi there and welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, take a second right now to subscribe in whichever player you use. But if you use Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that new plus icon in the top right hand corner. That way Apple will actually deliver the new episodes as they come out to your device rather than making you go hunt for them. So it's win-win, but hit that plus icon. Before I jump into introducing this week's guest, just a quick reminder that after nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two about what makes business work online. But honestly, after today's guest, I'm kind of rethinking that. But in terms of success online, it does leave clues and I want to offer you a map. Jump over to my website and grab your copy of the Personal Brand Business Roadmap. It's everything you need to start, scale, or just fix your personal brand business. It's yours for free as a gift from me. So this week, I'm going to be honest, I might just struggle to hold it together. It's a rare day these days when I get the fanboy jitters, but full disclosure, this is one of those days. My guest this week is a name many of you may never have heard of. Some may hear it whispered in certain circles, but in others, he is a legend. If you've ever had an over-familiar email from someone who, whose opt-in you just downloaded, or you've been directed to a free training video series, then there's a good chance it was inspired by today's guest's work. This week, we're spending time with Jeff Walker, author of the best-selling, and I'm going to say is the handbook to online business, Launch, How to Sell Almost Anything Online, Build a Business You Love, and a Life of Your Dreams. Jeff Walker, welcome to the show. I should have drums and a fanfare. Thank you, Bob. I'm I'm (laughs) glad to be here. I'm looking forward to this. So, Jeff, I've been a big fan of your work for a long time. And unlike a lot of people, you've really written one book in 2014 that just keeps going, continues being a bestseller, I think. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. But yeah, no, no, I, I... Sometimes I think the key to my success is uh, is the you know, that I'm I'm good at not getting bored. So okay. <laughs> I've really done one thing online, or at least since 2005, and I wrote one book about it, and then just recently came out with a, you know an expanded and updated version. Like I said, there is a new expanded and updated version, and I think as you mentioned, 2005 the original came out. I said 2014 because I looked in the cover of my book to find out when it came out. But that's a long time. The internet was a very different place back then. So it was, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to find out from you, from your perspective, what's changed in terms of what's become known as the profit launch formula or the Jeff Walker profit launch formula. Yeah, I have so many questions. But I guess for the listener who doesn't know your work, how does Jeff Walker introduce himself to people on bike trails or chairlifts, people from outside our world who've never heard of you? Oh, that's a good question. Usually, wow, that's a really good question because usually I I try to not tell them about what I do. <laughs> we could talk about that, but I live out in the mountains in Colorado, so the the typical conversation I'll have like that, you know, I do get out on the trails and I do mountain bike, but it's it's when I'm skiing, and sometimes when you're skiing, you get on a chairlift with someone you don't know especially yeah. in pre-COVID times that happened a little more often, but it, you know, sometimes they'll just, and, and where I live, people come from around the world to ski here, like in my town. And so sometimes someone will ask me and they're from, 
the East Coast of the United States, or they're from the UK, or they're from Europe, or they're from Japan, and they'll learn that I actually, you know, that I live here. And so then the question is like, what do you do here? <laughs> so you can, you know, you can live in a place like this. And frankly, usually those times I just say, I've got, I, I'm, I'll usually just say, I've got an online business. <laughs> hope they don't ask any more questions. And then if they do, I was like, well, I have a training business and hope they, because just, I don't know. I I'm sort of reticent to brag on myself, especially when I first met someone. So Bob, it's an interesting <laughs> question. The way you asked it, it sent me down a different rabbit hole. But um, if someone really pushes me, then I guess what, what I do is I, I started my first online business in 1996 and then I, it was from pure desperation, absolute pure desperation. I was actually a, a stay-at-home dad, which was pretty unusual back in the 90s. Stay-at-home dad. My wife was supporting the family. And I, we were struggling financially. And I was just hoping to make 10000 find some way to make $10,000 in, in a year to help support the family. And then by hook or crook, started this first online business and spent about eight years teaching about the stock market, which is, you know, something I'd studied. I'd spent a lot of time studying. And then eventually in 2005, after eight years of figuring out online marketing pretty well and, you know, being really early in the game, I had developed this process to launch online, uh, online products, online services, online goods, um, mostly digital stuff, typically online courses, uh, books, uh, membership sites, those type of things. But I had developed that process for those first eight years. And then in 2005, I started teaching that via a, a coaching program, which we call the product launch formula coaching program. And so since 2005, I, I've been teaching that and it's now it's been 16 years. Uh, in fact, you know what? Today is the, ex I didn't realize this, but looking at my calendar today is exactly 16 years to the day when I first released my product launch formula coaching program, October 21st, is as, as we record this. And happy um, birthday. Yeah, no, I totally just, it's a date that's seared in my mind, but I, it slipped my mind that this is, it's not like I celebrate the anniversary every year, but it was, a, it was a big, it was a big deal. And um, so I started teaching people how to launch stuff online. And um, since then, well, I'm just going to cut to the chase because I know we got a lot of questions, we got a lot to talk about, but my students have done over a billion dollars, billion with a B, billion dollars in sales for their products and services and courses and membership sites and artwork and books and just about everything you could imagine. And, you know, it's just ludicrous to me. It's just hard to even fathom that, you know, I started this business hoping, desperately hoping to make $10,000 in a year. And now students have done a billion dollars. Many of them do launches that make hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars. And so it's been a crazy, crazy ride. So when you say a billion dollars, I am curious, how do you keep track of that? Because the truth is, it's very likely much more than that. It is. So the way I keep track of it is just over the years, I've had, you know, number of people tell me, oh, you know, I did this, I did that. You know, and, and I just add up the really big ones. And, you know, I have now have students, some of them have done 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 million dollars. Now, that, that's not average. That's not typical. That's not normal. That's not one launch. That's over a number of years. But that's they come and they, they report that to me. And frankly, you're right. The number, if I had to guess what it was, it'd probably be 10 billion. But I don't say that because I, I can't document that. And so I way understate it and I'm safe. And I still, when I say it, I know people are like, oh my gosh, that's a big number. So I don't have to say 10 billion. And I think a lot of people, if they're coming from the corporate environment, might think when you look at that, and that's maybe over 15 years, it's not that much. Actually, most of these businesses are one person businesses. They so are. that's actually a huge number. Yeah, they are. And, and also the, the profit margin tends to be very, very high. So yeah, you're right. Like if someone's coming from corporate and their company's doing 50 million a year, it's like, oh, 16 years, a billion dollars. That's, you know, 
that's not that much. Or someone selling real estate. Someone, you know, in, in a hot real estate market, they might sell $100 million of real estate in a year, but that's not what they're bringing home. No. You know, these, yeah, these are typically small businesses, usually started by one person. And that, frankly, as these businesses have grown and they tend to stay in my world, I have clients, I have one client that's been with me since October 21st, 2005, the day we launched, he, he, he bought in and he stayed in our community every, every year since then. And so I've got these folks that have been going for a long time and they have a lot of them, they've gone from one person to two person now, now, now building small teams, but in general, these are very micro businesses and very high profit margin. Because if you're selling a digital product, you tend to have a high margin. Mm. So a good place to start, I think, is just with the super concise, how would you characterize for somebody who hasn't read Launch? And anybody listening, you should. It, it really is one of the foundation works of internet business. But how would you characterize it for somebody who hasn't read it? And I asked that question in order that we can go on and look at what's actually changed from what was the, the main thrust of the book originally was built around email and the world is much bigger now, but it wasn't a book on email marketing. It was a book about launching products. So how do you characterize the core concept? Uh, well, of- yeah. So the core concept, really, it's about building a relationship and, and building and delivering huge value before you ever ask for the sale. Often before before people people even think there's any marketing going on. And the formula, there's three main components, which um, are stories, sequences, and triggers. And let me say that differently. It's sequences, stories, and triggers. And sequences, there'll be typically a pre-launch sequence where you develop, develop or deliver great value ahead of time, typically over three pieces of pre-launch content. So if you ever seen someone say, you know, hey, I've got a free video series coming up. Those are the key words that tell you they are using the product launch formula. Or I've got a special series of uh, a series of free on um, free live trainings for you that they're using the product launch formula. You know, if you ever, frankly, if you see someone launch in a big way, they either learn from me or they learn from someone who learned from me. And it's this idea of delivering this value ahead of time, value, 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 in a, in a sequence where first you're showing people they have the opportunity to have a better life in some way. Whatever we're selling, we're always, we're either reducing pain or we're increasing pleasure. That Every sale comes down to that at some level. And if you're teaching people how to quit smoking, how to find the love of their life, how to have a meditation practice, how to train their dog, how to paint with watercolors, there is an opportunity for them to have some change in their life. So the first piece of content is typically showing them a, you know, that that change is available to them, that they can have that. And the second piece of content is really about showing how that would transform their life, what that transformation would look like. Often you're giving uh, a significant piece uh, of content that can actually, they can take and use and start to see the change in their life right there in that second piece of content. And typically these days, these are done with video or live broadcasts. Like you said, in the old days, it was just email. And it, frankly, it can still be done just with email. And so the third piece is, is about ownership. And it's having them start to take that ownership, in, uh, the ownership of that change uh, uh, so, yeah, wow, I can quit smoking. I mean, I've tried lots of different ways, but this, this piece, this, this, is gonna, this is the one that's going to create that change in my life that allowed me to become an ex-smoker. And then the fourth, from there, that's the pre-launch, and that leads into, which is the first sequence, and then that leads into the open cart sequence where you, this is where you're starting to talk about enrollment, getting them to really enroll in that change in, your, in their life and also enroll in your product or your offer. And so those are the like the sequences, and there's more sequences, but those are the primary sequences, the pre-launch sequence and the open cart sequence. The open cart meaning that's where you open up and start taking orders. And so the whole idea is in that pre-launch sequence, you're delivering real value and you're building this relationship and you're building trust. 
And you're, you're starting to, to hit these mental triggers. That was that other piece I talked about was these mental triggers where, which are, they're how, frankly, they're how you create influence in this world. And there's triggers like um, authority. When people see you as an authority, they will pay more attention to you. And when you're delivering this free content, whether it's over a few days or a week, and they see you delivering this content and they start to understand that you really un- know, you know them and their troubles and their pains and their sticking points and their hopes and dreams, you develop real authority. So that's just one of the triggers. There's many, many, many triggers. Um, there's things like social proof. When people see other people are paying attention and getting excited about what you're doing, they'll get excited about it. Um, there's, there's triggers like scarcity. If there's less of something, people want it more. And you start to deploy these triggers. You start to use these triggers through your pre-launch and your open cart. And throughout stories is the third piece I was talking about. You do all this teaching and you build in the stories. And really, it's one big story arc over the entire launch. And that story, really what you're doing is you're, you're, you're really creating the story of their future, of the future change in their life. But you're often telling those stories through your experience or the experience of your students. I think that's a really good illustration of, of what it is that you bring to the internet, the internet marketing, digital marketing, online sales, whatever you want to call it. An area I would like to explore specifically with you is your f- focus, what you're known for is the launch. But the launch really exists against the backdrop of some kind of online profile. So I'm curious to know from, from your perspective, because I see people come to launches in two different ways. They come to launches as content creators who have made a commitment to content and building an audience. And then they can come to launches cold without really putting any effort into building an audience. Now, when I look for uh, what your perspective might be, I obviously I turn to what do you do online? And so I had a bit of a rummage around. And what I noticed is you're, you've made a commitment to YouTube. But what is your perspective on the creator element on an ongoing basis? Not in terms of a launch, but in terms of an ongoing commitment. How important is that? I think it's critical. You know, I don't think, you know, yes, YouTube is is probably is the place that I favor the most because I can create via video. I tend to do pretty well on video. And I can create it relatively effortlessly compared to other things. I, I think of, frankly, I think of myself more of a writer than anything, but writing takes a lot of effort for me. And I'm, it's got to be perfect and take days and days and days. And I'm super invested in it, looking just being absolutely sparkling and scintillating. And so for some reason, when I do video, all that goes away and I, I can just turn on the camera and speak. So personally, I use video i do have a you know i've been putting out an, a video every week on youtube for i don't know it's probably been seven or eight years i got fed up scrolling it was <laughs> so much yeah and and however that's just what what works for me i think everyone needs to think about having sort of a keystone piece or a keystone place where, where they are publishing on an ongoing basis. And frankly, I think, you know, I do weekly. I think weeklies in this day and age is not enough. I'm just lucky enough that I started long enough where I've got this I've built, in, built in critical mass where I think I can get away with that. And, and frankly, I'm at a point in my life where I'm just not hustling. I'm not willing to hustle at the way, the way other people are. Uh, and I've created enough success and, and, and enough people that are huge fans where I can get away with it. But, you know, I think if, if you're only publishing once a week these days on social, you, you're probably going to get lost for the most part. But I, I, yeah, I just, I think, I think we all have to be, stay in front of our people. And so, you know, typically I do, I do one big launch a year. So I use my own formula. I have been since the beginning. I use my one, I, and once a year, I do one big launch. The rest of the year, I'm just publishing just to create that ongoing connection with the people that are already following me and also bring new people into my world. So video works for me. 
But I think whatever it is, whether it's email, whether it's Instagram, whether it's TikTok, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's text, whether it's audio, whether it's video, you, you, you have to stay in front of people and you have to keep on bringing in new people. You know, lots of people, I'm sorry, Bob, I just keep on rambling and rambling, but I know that's, that's what you're here for. Yeah. You, you know, you just, you just hit this piece that is critical for me. And that is we, if you have an online business, you need, you're, you're in the publishing business. That's the business you're in. And what publishers do is they publish. So you, ha- you have to find what works for you, but you have to publish and keep on publishing. And I've switched markets a couple times. And when I've switched markets, the first thing I've done is I've started publishing. Even before, when I was still honing in on what my messaging was and how I was going to be and what I was going to say and who my people were going to be, I would start publishing. And, and through publishing, you find your voice and you find your people. I th- I'm, I'm really glad you said that because I think a lot of people might assume that the Jeff Walker's philosophy might be you can use ads to build an email list to sell. And I, I'm really glad that it, it is the content creator philosophy embedded in the heart of this. Yeah, I, and but 100%. And I think ads are also important. You know, I am all about publishing. I'm also about offers, creating you know, at the end of the day, marketing is so much about the offer. And really my formula, one of the things that people miss before they actually get in it and use it is that it's very interactive and you're, you're, you're creating huge interaction with your audience. You're getting all kinds of data back from them, information back from them, comments back from them. And that helps you create a great offer. You know, the, the, you know, um, who was it that said, um, Oh, I'm drawing. Gary Helbert. Gary Helbert said, who was a famous, famous copywriter, long-term. I was, I'm blessed that I was able to meet him a few times before he passed away. Gary Helbert, legendary copywriter. And he said, if you're going to start a restaurant, what's the most important thing in if you're going to start a restaurant? The absolute number one thing that you want to have. Do you want to have great recipes? Do you want to have great ingredients? Do you want to have a great location? It's like, no, none of that. The thing you want is a starving crowd. Because if you have a starving crowd, then just about any meal you put in front of them, they're going to love and they're going to buy. It's all about having the right offer. And so online business, all business is all about having the right offer. And the way you create the right offer isn't by going and sitting and meditating on it or thinking about it or looking at other people's offers. It's by get, rubbing elbows with your audience. And it's, it's by getting to know them. It's by speaking to them. It's by uh, emailing back and forth with them. It's by getting comments from them. And that's how you tap into what they really want and what their real pain points are. And that allows you to create a great offer. And when you have a great offer, that makes your marketing so much simpler. So I'm a huge, huge fan of publishing to build your audience. But I'm also, you know, you want to put that offer together. And once you have an offer, I do think paid ads, uh, paid traffic is is a critical part of the game. You, you know, it, it just is. And the way, once you have a good offer, it allows you to, to start, well, I mean, it allows you to finance that ad spend is what it does. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, getting a little bit more into my overall philosophy, but I think publishing is huge. And at some point you want to start doing paid traffic. And by the way, the paid traffic is why, how you get, a, you, know, you if you, if you're publishing, it makes paid traffic more, um, it's going to be easier and it's going to be less yeah. expensive. So I want to get super practical mm-hmm. for the listener and th- because there's a lot of businesses are in the very early stages and they're thinking I've got a product idea or I'm working on building my audience. They've never done any kind of launch. They've maybe tried it in a kind of half cocked way, watching a few people launch and trying to do what they see being done without understanding the strategy underneath it. So if I'm sitting here as a consultant or a coach or somebody who's maybe got a little course, how small is too small? to run a profit launch formula style launch. And if it's my first rodeo, what are the things I should be thinking about? Yeah. Um, so I, th- I like to, we have this process we call the seed launch. 
And so I teach several different types of launches and they all are different fit depending on where, where you come in to my world. If you've got, if you're just starting from scratch, if you've got an existing audience, if you've actually got significant relationships in the industry, but the one when you're just starting out is, is that seed launch and the idea of seed, what a seed that can grow into, you know, you might have a tiny, tiny little seed that can grow into this huge oak tree that's, you know, 70 feet tall. And so the seed launch, I tell people I like to let them have like two to 300 people, preferably on an email list, not like just two or 300 people following them on social. But if you can get two or 300, two to 300, anywhere in that range, onto an email list, then you're at a point where you can do a seed launch. And the idea of a seed launch is it's, a, it's the simplest launch. It's uh, the, the, the least amount of pre-launch content. And really what you're doing is you're going to run a live training where people will, that once you go through your seed launch and it's basically, hey, I've you know, had a lot of people asking me about how I, whatever it is, grow big tomatoes how I developed uh, a home yoga practice, how I learned to hit the hit a golf ball 20 yards further. A lot of people have been asking me about this and I've been, I'm thinking about doing a live training on this and what it would look like would be, I'll do five live classes. If you can't be there in, in person, really hope you can be there live with me, but if you can't, you can get the recordings, but I'll be doing one of these trainings per, each week for the next five weeks. And if you want to join me, I'll have, uh, you know, I'll, uh, my next email to you or my next video, I'll have a, a link where you can get registered. You know, normally I would charge, you know, X number of dollars to work one-on-one -on -one with people. But, you know, because we're going to be doing this with a very small group, I'm, I'm going to be giving you a big discount on that. Um, so you're not going to be paying me the normal rate I would get. And, uh, and the really cool thing about this is you're going to be able to ask me questions throughout the process. I'll be able to, you'll get to hear other people's questions as we move through this process. And it's going to be amazing. So look for that next video and uh, peace out. And so that's sort of the flavor of the launch. And then what you're really looking for is hopefully you can get, I really like it to get 20 to 30 people to buy from me for this seed launch. It can work with less. And then what you're doing is you you take whatever the domain knowledge you know the, the domain area is. Well, if it's hitting a golf ball further, then it's then beforehand you'll send you, you'll basically split up the topic into five areas. And I I don't teach golf, so I don't know what those five areas would be. But maybe it's how to address the ball, and maybe it's your backswing, and I don't know what else it would be. You certainly but, sound like a golfer. Well, I in my distant past, I, I hit a few golf balls, but yeah, I, I certainly don't know enough to teach it. But you you split it up into five areas, and then each you cover one area on each call. But before each call, you survey those people who bought from you. Say, what's your top two questions on on this topic? And then you take those all those questions, and you sort of sort them out so they make a you know they fall into a logical uh, sequence. You, you gather the, the similar ones so you don't have you know, a whole bunch of questions that are very similar. And then you just get on and you answer those questions as part of, you know, in a more of a dialogue fashion. And you do those five calls and your product, you've of course recorded all of this. Your product's basically done at this point. So the keys with a seed launch is it's a simple launch. You actually have people paying for it for it. So you've got paying clients. They're paying for it before they before you actually create the product. Then you're creating it live in a super interactive fashion. And that means now you're not just teaching out of what you think people need to know, but what they actually want to know. And this sounds like a very modest process. But this is when I first did when I first came out with my first launch training, this is exactly what I did. I only had six people that bought from me. And those six people, frankly, I wanted more. So I had a bunch of friends that were, I knew were mildly interested in this, but that, you know, I didn't, never tried to sell it to them. I invited them in on a complimentary basis. So I got it up to about somewhere in between 20, 25 people going through it. And 
you know, five weeks later, then I, I'm, I, I'm pretty obsessive about over delivering. So I did an extra five calls. So I did 10 calls just to way over deliver to those six people that have bought from me. But this is how, what I did. And this is how I learned to teach the product lunch formula. And in those six sales have now grown into, you know, a billion dollars in results in 16 years of results. And, you know, the thing is, is if you're an expert on anything, you're like you mentioned, possibly a consultant, you might, you're, you have this domain expertise, but you don't necessarily know how to teach it. And often the people that are most expert at something can be the worst teachers because you've forgotten what it's like to be a beginner. But when you use this seed launch process, you're, it's so interactive and you're taking questions all the way through on every single one of those calls that it forces you to create a great product. And that's, it, it's just amazing how powerful this process is. And I'm coming back to the six sales and I'm thinking, I know people for whom six sales could be life-changing. Mm-hmm. If, if it happened sort of with a traditional product where they're delivering on a one-to-many basis rather than on a one-to-one basis. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. That's, it's a game changer for many people. And if you can learn to sell six, you can fine tune that to sell 60 and you can fine tune that to sell 600. 100%. You know, yeah. when I, when so, I started out, I told you it was in 1996 when I started and I just wanted to make that $10,000. If I could make $10,000, it would change our family's life. We just, we'd have some breathing room. And so I did that first launch, right? Started building that audience, built the audience all through the second half of 96 and early 97 did my first launch, sort of did a lot of this stuff by accident. I didn't know what I was doing then. Just by instinct, I did a lot of this stuff. I went through this big romance period where I was just giving people great value. In January, I did that launch. It did $1,650 in sales. And everyone's got a different frame of reference on money. But that launch was by far the most important launch I've ever done. Because mm-hmm. it proved to me that that I could it could work. It proved that people would buy from me. It proved that I could I could create enough value in the world where someone would actually pull out a checkbook and and give me money. And frankly, back then it was they had to send me a check because I couldn't take out <laughs> like payments. But you know, Bob, I, I've done I've done crazy things. I've done more multi-million dollar launches than I can remember. I've done many, many, many times I've done a million dollars in sales in a day. One time I did a million dollars in sales in 53 minutes. (laughs) But that million dollars in 53 minutes, that pales in comparison to $1,650 in January of 97. That gave me the proof of concept and frankly, the confidence to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's first step into independence was really just a license to open the door. Exactly. So one thing you mentioned earlier, and I I want to talk about the new and updated version of the book in a minute, because there's a lot has changed in the world. But I have one question before we get to that. And it's you mentioned lots of people are essentially teaching derivatives of the original launch formula now. (laughs) And you must be on the receiving end of a lot of launches yourself from time to time. For sure. And, and I'm curious to know, there must be things that you see happening out there that make you slap your forehead and scream at the sky, why? What are the biggest faux pas, mistakes, bear traps that you see out there that people should avoid? Yeah, um, there's a few. One of them is just really not delivering value through the pre-launch. This happens when you see someone who gets a hold of this formula or, or learns it from someone else. And, and maybe, especially for people that are like really comfortable with selling. And frankly, most of my students are not natural salespeople. I'm not a natural salesperson. I never had any sales experience before. But the people that are like sort of natural born killers when it comes to sales, they think that the pre-launch, instead of maybe three pieces of great pre-launch content, they think it's three ways to tease the sale before they actually, you know, ask for the money. So I think not delivering value in the pre-launch and then not 
having that pre that and then that'd be one. And the other one's sort of the other side of the coin where it's just, I'm going to just deliver some content because, you know, I'm, that's what you're supposed to do in these lines. You can send out, it's a three video series. So I'll send out three videos, but not have them logically take people down that path, down that story arc I talked about that leads people into, okay, I just learned something. My life is better for having consumed this concept. And holy cow, I'm really interested in this, whatever this offer is. So, you know, so one is just selling through the pre-launch. The other is having, not having the pre-launch actually lead into the sale. Um, so two sides of the same coin. And then at, um, the other ones are then once you get into open cart, not really articulating the offer and how that's going to change people's lives. So really, whatever you're selling, it's about the transformation in people's lives. It's not about the thing. You know, back in the day, when I first came out with the product on the coaching program, I, it was, I sent it on CDs and DVDs and books. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's an online training, but that's what we did for the first two years. Big box of CDs and DVDs. And I, that's the way courses were done back then. It wasn't, they weren't online courses, they were courses. And so a lot of times people would sit there and talk about on this DVD, you're going to learn this. On this CD, you're going to learn that. Or nowadays in this module, you're going to, you know, it's, it's all about, you're going to get seven modules and you're going to get this quick start. And it's more about the things than about how that stuff's actually going to transform people's lives. Right. So yeah, articulating that transformation during your open cart's a big one. So speaking of transformations, there's there's a new version of the book. And mm -hmm. what triggered that? And what have you updated? What, what, if someone were to look at the 2005 version and the 2021 version, yeah. what's the difference? And, and actually, so just to get the timeline, 2005 was when I, the first version of the product launch formula coaching program, 2014, you actually had it. Uh, that was the first edition of the book. Um, so for, for nine years, I was teaching the, 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 the training program, the coaching program, and then eventually I came out with a book. And well, actually, it, that book took me two or three years to write. And, and that was the first edition. And it was a New York Times number one bestseller. And it sold, sold many, many copies. And then that was 14. And then in 2020, it was, it was just, um, frankly, people would look at that date, they'd say 2014, and they just assumed it was outdated and outmoded. And so I had to put something out just so people knew it was current. It's, it's crazy to say that, but this formula has changed, has evolved, or the, let's put it this way, the tools and the tactics have evolved. Um, the strategies are, are there. They've been working. They, they're they're going to keep on working because they're based on the fundamental way our brains work and our emotions work. And so, but people saw that 2014, they thought it was, had to be impossibly out of date. So A, I had to come out with a new edition so people knew it was new. Um, just in full disclosure. I mean, it's sad to say, but full disclosure, that was one of the reasons. The other, the other one was I had a, a, a publish a new publisher I wanted to work with. I was very, very happy with Hay House. Um, super, they're they're a big part of our community. They've gone deep into product launch formula and they use it for all of their authors and buy this book for all of their authors. So I wanted to move over to Hay House. And then third one, there was there there were a lot of new tactics and a lot of new tools. And so I wanted to update on all of those things and all the changes in the way we're using the product launch formula. So to look at the tools that are available, obviously we don't have time to go through all the changes that, that you've made, but anybody who had read the original and was looking at, at the new version, what are the new tools that you would expect to be addressing in there? Yeah, I mean, it really falls into four, maybe five areas. Um, and, and one of them is in 14, social media was a thing, but it wasn't what it is today. So this real, it's chapter, let me, I'm going to look right now. Chapter 12 goes deep into how to actually use social media within your launches. Because I am a big fan of building email lists, but the reality these days is the, the combination of email plus social, it doesn't matter how you reach people. 
You just want to reach them and get them to move, get them to click. So really using social within your launches is huge and that huge evolution since the first edition. The other one is paid traffic. And paid traffic is, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier. Using paid in launches was a thing in 14, but not at the level it is these days. So using mm-hmm. both cold paid and warm paid and how that actually slots right into the formula. A third one is live launches. So when I started, you mentioned earlier, it was all about email, literally 100% email. That's what my launches were. It was the only tool we had. That was eventually email plus blogs. Blog was this groundbreaking thing where people could start making comments and it was so much easier to build social proof. And then came audio, just bare bones audio where people could click a button and listen to an audio message on a web page. That was a huge ground, hugely groundbreaking. Then it was video. First it was the ugly screen capture video, then like full motion video, and then like cinematic, beautiful video. So that's sort of where the state of the world was in 2014 when the first edition came out. Nowadays, it's um, live broadcast, live video, whether it's on YouTube or on Facebook or on Insta or somewhere else. It's so much, well, it, it was impossible to do live streaming back then. Now it's not only possible, but it's easy. And frankly, a lot of beginners are going first into live streaming. And I've gone really deep into that. So how to use live video in your launches, whether it's the primary pre-launch content and the open cart content, or if it's just an addition to video. So that's that's another huge piece. And then another one is the evolution of the open cart. I talked about that earlier. And it used to be the star of the show was the pre-launch. And then that would lead into the open cart. And the open cart would be maybe a, a video and then a bunch of emails. Now the open cart has become its own full-blown sequence. And, and it's really almost the star of the show these days. And then the other one is the idea of, and that, those are like the, the biggies. And then the other one that was also refreshed is this whole idea of list building and, and the idea of, you know, I used to, I used to be so email centric because that's how I've done millions of dollars of sales. But um, these days it is a combination of email plus social into like reaching your entire audience in a more holistic sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think you're right. You've closed a lot of important loops there. There's certainly when I look at the profit launch formula as it was in the, the OG book, it did seem like that there were some gaps. And But that's just because time had created those gaps, not because there was any errors there. And bridging that gap with social, it makes a lot of sense. So I'm glad you've done that. I can't wait to read it. I should have read it by now. Apologies. No but worries. It, <laughs> it sounds like it's absolutely worthwhile. You've been updating the right things. I'm really glad. Yeah, this is one of those really, I, I thought I thought I was going to get away with like, because the book, that first book, it was more than two years to write. And it was like, it was a lot of work. And and I'm a perfectionist. And and then this one, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll just do a, a little update, a quick update. And then it ended up taking a year, of, you know, just taking over my life for a full year. <laughs> it's like, ah. I, I can remember reading that in my car outside waiting for a meeting. And the, the, the you know, you have, when you read something, and this is why I encourage everyone to go and read it. When you read a book like that, it starts popping off ideas and you start sort of this, for me, it was a little bit like this matrix timeline extended out into the future. And I realized what I could achieve. And that was a very, very exciting moment for me. So thanks for that. But if anybody else wants to experience that excitement, if they want to engage with you, how would you like them to do that? How can they connect well, with you? Yeah, I mean, so first the book is, it's it's available anywhere books are sold. Like I said, the, the original edition was a New York Times number one bestseller. This edition was a Wall Street Journal bestseller. You can get it on Amazon or wherever books are sold. There's a Kindle version. There's a hardcover version. There's actually a, an audio, the, the Audible version. And this is new. I actually read the Audible version this year, this time, the first time around. That's very brave. 
It was, you know what, Bob, I don't know about brave, but what it was was really hard. It was, I don't know if you've ever read an audio book, but oh my goodness, it was. It's bad enough reading stories for my kids, let alone a full-blown audio book. I'm done after a podcast. It was the hardest thing. I think it was the hardest thing I've ever done professionally. And and I, you know, I do live, I've done live events where I've been on stage, the only speaker for five days for 12 hours a day. And this took way more energy out of me. Um, It was, (laughs) it was so like the, I think it was, it was either four or five days, six hours a day. uh, And, and after that first day, I came home. And we just happened to have a family dinner. I My kids are adults now, but they came over. We just happened to have a family dinner that night. And I sat, I sat down and ate dinner and didn't say a word to anyone. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I had used up all my words for the day. And I, I actually let me back up. I got home at about four o'clock, immediately laid down and slept for two hours, got up at six o'clock ate dinner, could not say a word to anyone, and immediately after dinner went back and slept for 12 hours. And it was just, it took it out of me because you have to be so exacting. It's, yeah, that's a long sidebar, but I know people love it when the author reads the book. And I'm so, so glad I have done that and I did it, but I did not know what I was signing up for when I said it. <laughs> Oh, so that's a long story. Um, yeah, the lot, you can get the audio book, you can get the Kindle book, you can get the hardcover, whichever. It's just called Launch. And if you just type search Jeff Walker Launch at um, at Amazon or anywhere, you'll find it. And we were speaking before I started recording and you mentioned, obviously, Launch. This is, you've, you've won Launch a year and it's next week? It is. It is. We're just... Happy coincidence. It's It's nuts. And um, it is a happy coincidence. So what it's going to be is, I think, um, as right at the very first week, right at the beginning of November, November 1st, November 2nd, people can head over to productlaunchformula.com, productlaunchformula.com, all one word. And you can enter your email address and then we'll say, you'll basically be registered for our launch. And and what it is, is I will be doing live broadcasts where I go a lot deeper than we were able to go here. And over about an eight-day span, I'll be teaching pretty much every day, most days live. And it will, the total time, I know it sounds crazy, but it usually ends up being about 12 to 14 hours of training in that time. And and people, they they... They just, it, it's an amazing experience. Let me put it that way. My goal, and, and I will open up registration for my Product Lunch Formula training program, coaching program. So, you know, part of this is you can watch me do this process. You can watch how I actually model the launch process and see how this works in real time. And, you know, man, crazy enough, we like I said, we do this once a year. It's usually, well, last, it's either usually this September or November, but you know, this year it's that first week of November. So head over to ProcLunchFormula.com and you can see me actually do this process. I'm in. Jeff, I need to end with you with the one question I ask every guest and it's, what's one thing you do now that you wish had started five years ago? So I'd like to extend it actually more like probably, let's say eight years. Um, You can have that. Yeah, thank you. Because the thing is, I grew this business and then, you know, the first business was about the stock market. Then the second business was, um, you know, was, was teaching how to launch. And that started in 05. And it was just, and when I started it, it was, we were a million dollar business and it was basically my wife and I. And then we grew from there and we had one team member. We grew to like a $4 million business, $4 million per year business. And we had, let me see, two people on the team. And so we were, it took me a long time to start building a team. And then it took me a longer time to learn how to be a leader for that team. And now we've grown up in a big way. We have basically about 40 people on our team. 
It's crazy. Wow. It's it's nuts. But it's also allowed me to grow the business and allowed me to serve our clients in, in so much bigger way. The people that join our coaching program, they get coaching for a full year from from our coaches. And we have got like 10 full-time coaches on staff now. Many of them have been with me for years and years. But so the the one thing I wish that I knew or wish I did was I wish I'd started building the team earlier. There was one sort of marketing mentor I had who was really good at marketing, but he wasn't, his people skills weren't the greatest. And I heard him say, you know, don't ever, you know, hire anyone that will make your life a living hell. And I had that in my mind for too long. So I would have started growing a team earlier. And then the thing I really would have done is I would have invested earlier in becoming a leader. And when I say that, you know, I think I'm a great leader in the industry. I think I'm an amazing leader for our community of Product Lunch Formula coaching members, but I wasn't a natural leader for our team. In fact, I think I was a pretty not, yeah, it just wasn't good. (laughs) It took me a long time to realize and this is this is a long answer, long yeah, just a long answer. But that my my role was really to be a servant. There's this term servant leader, and that's my role these days is to show up and serve my team because they're you know they're just giving up a huge chunk of their life and their life force to to help me grow this vision and help this vision of helping entrepreneurs and trying to change the world by helping entrepreneurs and. And, you know, they're giving up so much to come on board with this mission with me. And, uh, and I just have to show up and serve them. So it's that, that idea of servant leadership for our clients and for our team and learning that concept and what, it re- that, that what true leadership is, is showing up and serving. So that's it. That is a fantastic answer. Jeff, I could honestly keep going for another hour just talking about how you built your business and the challenges there and but i can't obviously so maybe you'll come back another time and we can talk about that but for now you've been an awesome guest thank you so much for your time it's been a treat thank you bob this was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it before i go just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our facebook group you'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders also connect with me wherever you hang out you'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you next week.